My guest today is John Richards from One Nation Coffee. We're going to hear about his journey and this incredible company that he helped start. But before that, we've got a deal for his product. They're making really cool coffee. Their slogan, we've got your 6 a.m. It seems to fit here with what we're doing. Pick up the six. The discount code to use at checkout is P-U-T-6. You're going to save 10%. Go check out the guys, onenationcoffee.com. Save 10% just like that. John's hooking you guys up with a discount code, P-U-T-6 at checkout, and go scoop up some of that because they've got your 6 a.m. We've got their six, and we're going to have a great conversation. Let's meet John on this episode of Pick Up the Six Podcast. John, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing pretty good, my friend. How are you doing? I am doing well. It is a great day. Any day I get a chance to chat with somebody with a pedigree like yours, running an awesome company like you do. And oh, by the way, comes to us from our great friend of the show here, Lowell Copper, who said, you got to yeah. have John on. You got to talk to John Richards. Dude, so you got check man. Roger that, Copper. We're on. Yeah, that guy's the man. He is so, the man. He is the yeah. man. It's, uh, we have... Uh, Man, we've just grown to uh, to have such a great appreciation for him and, and obviously just the network of folks that he knows through his incredible career as a Green Beret doing awesome stuff on behalf of the United States of America. Guys, some awesome news that we're working to get finalized and some more details. If you remember, Lowell, a huge part of trying to get this Vietnam Veterans Memorial moved in Aiken, South Carolina to give it the respect it deserves. We've been hearing some good news about where they're at with that and what's to come and the potential of moving that in a rededication ceremony. So we'll keep you updated as we learn about that. John, I know that's an area that's close for you, yeah. pretty much in your backyard. Yes. Yeah. Aiken's not too far. We're out of uh, Charleston, South Carolina area, specifically mm-hmm. Somerville, if you're, if you know the area, but yeah, Aiken um, isn't too far away. Lowell invited us out last uh, September 9-11. Um, and we went out there, I sold coffee. It was, uh, I couldn't make it. I had COVID. So I couldn't. <laughs> so my crew rolled out there and they had a blast. And we were, Lowell and I were supposed to be like emceeing together and doing everything. And I literally got COVID like a couple of days before. And, and, uh, but my crew r- rolled out there and they had a great time. Nice. Um, like that, that's an awesome town. Aiken is. It is, man. It's like a military veteran hotbed. Twenty thousand yeah. veterans in this town of Aiken, yeah. South Carolina. I mean, I mean, just I just recently moved back. I'm still active duty, you know, military, and I just got stationed back here in in, in the Charleston, South Carolina area, and just South Carolina in general mm-hmm. is just man, you know, like military, just good old people. So I love, yep. I love being back in the South, especially in South Carolina. I know. You're in Texas, right? Yeah, I'm in North Carolina. I'm just, I'm right north of you, man. I'm oh, just right outside yeah, of Raleigh. North Carolina. Yeah. So your phone number is Texas, though. It is. Right? And I got those longhorns over my shoulders. So yeah. You got to so remember that. You yeah. fooled me. So, right. But the Carolinas are great, though. They so. sure are. Dude, I was, I was down your way just last week. Schedule is nutty, uh, but was down on the USS Yorktown all day on Friday during Medal of Honor Day. And guys, if you're listening, we just released five episodes that we recorded live on the USS Yorktown, four of those with living Medal of Honor recipients. And I drove up on that massive ship and it just meant incredible, just an incredible site. It's the first time I've ever been on it. It's an incredible site. Yeah. What a beautiful area. Yeah, they just did. My wife was down there yesterday representing the foundation. They had a little um, thing for the Vietnam Memorial mm-hmm down there yesterday and she was out there i couldn't make it i had to take care of some other things but she went down there and she, she just 
heard the stories and just talked to the people. And she's always just like, I know I'm married to you and all your buddies, but that's another generation. It's just told, you know, some, you know, great stories and just mm-hmm. the character of, of past generations is just amazing. Yeah. We, uh, we've been very fortunate to have a few conversations with living recipients of that medal of honor. One of which is Melvin Morris, whose <laughs> actions on the battlefield in Vietnam, go back and find that episode guys. If you haven't listened to it before, got to meet Melvin in person. He was there on Friday and then Colonel Joe Marm shot through the jaw, stayed in the fight, receives the medal of honor in Vietnam. You're right. They, they were, they were, they were a different breed. They don't make them like those guys anymore. And yesterday, the 29th of March is Vietnam veterans war Memorial day. They didn't yep. get, they didn't get the same applause and welcomes when they got home, like the war on terror generation has. And I think we've got to lean in and pay it forward for those guys. I know every time I see them, I try to say something just because they didn't get it when they got back. And it was interesting because my wife commented on it. Like once again, I wasn't there. So I'll I'll credit to my wife. And she was, she was commenting on that. And she said, one of the guys that spoke said that, like, you know, when we, when we got home, no one said, thank you. And we don't care. All all we wanted was welcome home. And that's all we need. Cause that was our job. Mm -hmm. We went there and did it and we came home. So same thing. It's just like, welcome home guys, you know, just, no, and that attitude is just amazing, you know, and, and it is, it's like, yeah, you kind of blush. Like when people thank you, you're like, I chose to do this. Thank the guys that didn't come home. That's how, how I always, I like, I appreciate it. Of course you want to take it on board. Thank you for that. But there's people still over there. There's still people doing the deed and like our brothers and sisters that didn't come home. Those are the people that mm. should get any praise or anything like that, you know, because you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be alive. I got my family. I got like all I care about is the laurels of, from my kids, you know, and my wife, keeping her happy is really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well said, man. It's an amazing place down there. Hey, let's get to know you a little bit. Talk to me about your path to the Navy. How'd that all work out for you as a, as a kid growing up? Did you know the military was in your future? Or yeah. How'd it work out? Well, when you're a kid, well, especially here, I grew up here. My dad was a Navy diver. Uh, well, I say here, I grew up in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. He, he worked for the shipyards I lived out in the country, you know, was, you know, watched all of GI Joe and did all that stuff. And so mm-hmm. I thought I was going to join the military. Eventually when the shipyard closed, we moved out to San Diego. He, my dad became a government diver and then stayed in the reserves out there. And then we lived in Coronado and I was on the swim team, water polo, kind of always, you know, that's where Bud's training is. And so I always was like, uh, maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll join the Navy BSC or something just growing up diving with my dad and surfing and loving the water and fast forward. I went through college and then, and I was kind of looking what to do. Um, interesting enough, I thought I was going to be like a youth pastor or something. And then after nine 11, I just got called, mm-hmm. called in. I dropped out of college. I was at a maritime Academy. Saw that structure of kind of like the Navy kind of, I, I was more attracted to like McHale's style Navy where it's a little bit structured, but then you can get away with things if you're, you know, and so, so that's where I was called in. You know, I, I just like, I thought I was going to go into SEALs. My dad told me about EOD. Um, I looked at it, dropped out of college and enlisted in the Navy and never looked back and uh, joined Navy EOD. And, and here uh, next month, 
April 15th, I hit 20 years in the service and um, still currently right now, mm-hmm. I've, I'm fast forwarding my whole career. I've got to deploy everywhere, work with all, all groups, have great brothers in arms. You know, I've loved being an EOD tech. You know, I'm currently a senior chief master EOD tech. Um, I'm currently stationed here in the Carolinas. I'm the spec war recruit coordinator for South Carolina and North Carolina. And it um, gives me some flexibility. I get to work from home, work from the areas. I have guys, you know, great, great group of guys working underneath me. Um, it's kind of different being outside of the EOD community, mm-hmm. but it allowed me to position myself to come to the Carolinas. We no longer have a Moby in it here. So everything's in Virginia or in San Diego or overseas. So it's kind of allowed me to come here, um, focus on the business and kind of set up for retirement. Um, it's kind of how I played that. Um, but I've, I feel so, count myself blessed and I've loved being in Navy special operations as a Navy EOD tech and of the caliber of guys and gals. We have some females as well mm-hmm. that I've worked, worked with throughout my, my career has been phenomenal. And you, I mean, that's usually everyone jokes that like, man, the military sets the fun out of everything from skydiving to shooting to diving, you know? And so really you like, you do it. You're like, awesome. Oh, you have some good days, but it seems like what, keeps you around is the caliber of brothers in arms that those relationships that you have, you know, that you spend more time with deployed and then mm-hmm. at home and everything like that, you know, you just, you know, you just love your community, you know? And so I've definitely loved my community. It's been bittersweet transitioning, but now I, I'm, you know, I have a wife, I got three little kids. You probably could hear them running around earlier. I was like texting my wife, keep them quiet, you know? So <laughs> it's all good, man. So, that's for me, it's like I when you when it's time, I'm coming up on 20, um, trying to work my way out. I can I can go, hey, it's time for the younger guys to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about the coffee company. Having that new passion, that new hill to climb is what I look at. You know, uh, the coffee company, I look at transitioning from turning into my body armor and my skills, uh, fighting back the darkness with that and trying to do it with a cup of coffee and make that Amen. positive impact to our coffee company and to our foundation. So name of the company is one nation coffee. We're going to talk about why you started it, how you started, what you hope to do with it. And what I think is really cool in this foundation guys, a explosive ordinance disposal officer. That's what EOD stands for. You might remember listeners when we had Katie Hernandez on, she's an army EOD set the world record for running one mile in a full bomb suit. Yep. That was pretty cool. She's pretty badass. Yep. <laughs> She's pretty badass. That's an understatement. Uh, yeah. Where, where did you travel to? What did you blow up and who'd you get to blow up stuff for along the way? What, into what you can tell us, I suppose. Yeah. 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 I was going to say there's some, some stuff. Uh, most, most stuff is just, I'll just keep it generic. Yeah. You know, of course, Iraq, Afghanistan, I've been through both those countries and got to blow up uh, both obviously IEDs, ton of UXO and ordnance, just thousands of pounds of of blowing all that stuff up. A lot of bunkers um, just uh, taking care of business. I mean, man, it was back, especially 2006 in Iraq, just blowing up some stuff, you know, and and that was great. Um, Spent some time in Africa, 
taking care of munitions. Usually there we did force protection dives in Djibouti, um, hanging out with um, the French down there, French Foreign Legion and uh, French Marines. And we just a bunch of code hotel, like old ordnance blowing up that. Mm-hmm. And then anytime we had, um, we just go out and do some demo days and blow, blow a whole bunch of stuff out throughout Africa, mainly in Africa was force protection and like ready response. And so we had some, um, uh, some predators go down with some hellfires and taking care of just, you know, you never know what was going to show up and just do a bunch of demo and, uh, and man, uh, all throughout the Middle East, um, some of the, um, uh, you know, I, I worked for, I did sexy, some sexy cell deployments, which is like collection, collecting items that we can exploit. And then, then we, um, our, our platoon um, worked on uh, collecting items for attribution uh, for CENTCOM. So we got. Mm-hmm. to travel around and do some really cool things with that worked with some great guys like I said i've i just feel like i've had such a blessed career got to do a little bit of everything got to work with everyone mm-hmm. from obviously frogs from um oda uh, uh green berets rangers you know marsoc you know pjs and um even some cct like yeah. Gamut, even yeah. down to national guard dudes that you're rolling yeah. around with dude, good country boys from Alabama, you know? And so, so I don't know. I, I think being maybe EOD, like we, you know, I, I don't know if I coined it, but I would always say it a lot. It's just like, I'd always tell my guys, we enable enablers, you know, it's like kind of know our spot. Like our job is this, you know, let's, let's clear the way so guys can take down the door and go in and do what they need to do and come in. And, you know, we're up for anything. So we always adapt and overcome, let's go and do it, you know? And so, and I, you know, I, you know, and there's so many other brothers that have done so much more than I have. And, and, uh, you know, I'd rather talk about a bunch of other brothers that have done, you know, have sacrificed a lot more and done more things, but I just feel blessed you know, to be a senior chief, um, finishing up my career and ready to transition. I think a lot of stuff that transitions with this, and we can get into it with my story of, of um, um, starting the business with uh, my childhood friend and and one of the co-founders, Philip Moniz. He's from the law enforcement side. I think it's really, you know, you know, after all those deployments or late nights is one, just drinking terrible coffee on deployment yeah. and then you're, you're doing doing more uh rippets and and other energy drinks instead of coffee because the coffee's so bad and uh i think that was first and foremost is like hey man everyone likes coffee let's that's you know in my phil he he had a popcorn he had it as a hobby and he started it we started it from his garage and then then we we got to lease a spot from a another veteran you know, here in Somerville, Brad and his son, Richard, you know, we got to lease, you know, roast coffee out of that. But where we started was kind of like, where's coffee for guys like us? Right. Black Rifle is kind of coming on the scene and love those guys. I'm, I'm not one. I'd rather just talk good things about people instead of bad things. And, you know, and I can joke, especially being senior enlisted at the time, it's like everything you met best in the rap battles and those things are all cool, you know, but I was just like, where's I'm more mature. I'm a family guy. So I was just kind of like, where's a coffee company for guys like us that are 
seasoned in our careers that further along, kind of like I said, in between, you know, Black Rifle and Duck Dynasty that like, hey, we want, we're proud of who we are. We love to laugh and joke. We love to fool around and be part of our community, you know, and so that was just kind of, you know, and then and people that just love America, hence yeah. One Nation Coffee, we've taken from the, the Pledge of Allegiance, One Nation Under God, you know, and so, so, so that was the big part. And then from there, we were able to develop some roast and then, and then right from the get go, you know, with guys like us, you know, you always want a purpose behind something. Yep. And then with losing brothers in arms and, and buddies that didn't come home, you know, you're just like, I always want to make sure that we stay grounded as a company, who we are, do the right thing. And, and it's always been the core of one nation coffee is to give part of our proceeds to some type of foundation. First couple of years, we gave it to random. Then for many years, we partnered with uh, When Life Sucks Foundation until this last year where we, which those guys are great guys, suicide prevention, um, works with guys with getting with TS, helping them, you know, through hunting, fishing activities. Uh, Pat Ellswick, he's an amazing guy. They're always doing things. They, they're up out of St. Anderson, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, so we love those guys. But at the same time, we are like, man, we would love to kind of start our own foundation. And that's last summer we got our own 501c3, you know, for a one nation foundation. And so, and we're all about trying to make that positive yeah. impact yeah. as a growing new foundation um, is trying to help out veterans, first responders. You know? Hey, so um, why, why I understand why coffee from a, right. Trying to solve this bit of a problem also feels natural. It also seems to me like military guys, you have, such an ability to to learn to have to learn complex things to learn processes but then also to be kind of free to lead as you're able to go do that how, how much did you have to learn how much onboarding did you have to do because you can start a company but you got to make sure it's good right like you can't be you can't be sending out cups yeah. of sludge right so, no. so how 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 much of that process right how much went into that Brian you're like I'm still learning today. You know, I'm quickly, I didn't get to, I had another uh, business partner, Neil Johnson. He was new. He, he was a nuke uh, on submarines for multiple years, got out, got his degree. He, he came in and became a partner with us about two years ago and really helped give us more structure. You know, uh, you know, I've had to work at everything that I hand, like I have, I'm like a hands-on type of guy, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. So like the business minded, um, side of it, um, him and, and uh, this other guy, Tyler, coming on board, helping us grow our business and helping. I learn every day. I always say I'm drinking from the fire hose every day, you know, and and there's still so much. You, I, I don't know if like you, from I, talk, I was talking to another business owner and it, it's kind of hard whenever you say oh my, my little sorry, my little girl just it's all good. Head watching it's me all good. Camera, so but uh, I like when you look back five years ago, and if I knew now what I knew five yeah. years ago, you'd be yeah. like, dang, it's pretty yeah. dang intimidating to start a business. And you have that since from come from the military, special operations, like that can do let's just get in there and crush it, you know. And it's just like, and you're doing that, but it's a such there's so much to catch up to whenever after doing 20 years special operations, EOD, you know that 
it do, that doesn't translate into owning a business. It just gives you the, the confidence that, hey, I've done this. I can go do anything else. But you still have to learn, you know, and then everything from QuickBooks to budget sheets. All to, that, all yeah. that stuff, right? All that other, making coffee is fun. Like we're going to make yeah, exactly. all the other stuff. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's, I've heard that saying is like you're an entrepreneur for about five minutes, then you're a business owner for the term of your business. And you're just like, geez. And that's where it is. It's like, Hey, I, I can build this. I, I'm a great carpenter or, Hey, well, let's do this, you know? And, and yeah, you can do that. But the whole backside of a business is like pretty, like pretty hard, you know, <laughs> to say the least. You like, I'm like starting a new career. Like I was winding down my Navy EOD career and I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to retire. And now it's like, man, I, I don't know what I just got myself into. This is, this is a lot harder and I'm older. I'm 43, you know? So, but, but what drives you is, is the challenge of it mm-hmm. is now my new like partners in business and the, I'm not driven by like money. I like, I want to be successful to have that positive impact. I like, I definitely like know by the grace of God, I am alive today. And I, that, like I said, I didn't come home. You can see their faces. Like I still want to have that purpose, not only for me and my family and pass that on, but like, I want to make it count for those guys that didn't Cause it's like, I'm sure, you know, and, and can feel it where like you can see still there's smiles and personalities and just anyone else that has sacrificed for our great country. You know, it's just like, Hey, you know, I mean, I want to be successful for that. I want to make a difference. And of course grow. It is a challenge. You like, I think we guys like us always have to be working or doing something like that and um, bringing great people around us. And so I, I think that really what drives me, but it, what drives me is to make a good cup of coffee and make that positive impact. So well, clear, clearly, right? You're in the beginning stages of of launching this cool company, while at the same time saying we got to have a foundation arm. Most yeah. people would be like, "Well, we got to start a company, and we're going to x this and profit." Clearly, you're service driven in in how you want to do that, because otherwise, you wouldn't have a foundation that exists to help veterans, active duty military, and yeah. first responders and their families. Where you guys talk about wanting to quote foster relationships with other nonprofits that serve yeah. our veteran and first responder communities. These partnerships allow us to support worthy projects and programs to avoid duplication of services and unnecessary competitions for funding. So it's just a, it seems like a great way to do it. This bond, this link between the military, first responders, your partners that help you start this thing. How important was that to to launch this effort? Oh, that's, yes, I'm glad that you framed it in that sense, because as I speak, obviously I have my story, but by no means do I want to take the credit. Like like I said, it's Mm. my partners, you know, the initial years, like, like, like with Phil roasting and doing everything that he was doing for the, the company. And then when Neil came on, just his mind, he's like he's a genius when it comes to like setting up and he has the, the, the forward sight of looking and doing. And, and he's the one who really was like, Hey, we should just do our own foundation. And we're like, you think he's like, yeah, sure. Do it. So, and it's just, we really do have a great group of guys and, 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 and um, um, and we're involved with a lot of other great foundations as well. And so and that's that's where we're we're not we're not afraid to, like, you know, uh, promote uh, other foundations and do anything. How I look at it is that 
it, we're not in competition. We should be overlapping like a set of armor, you know, and because yep. lock shields, call, let's go. Yeah, there's a lot of channels, a lot of swim lanes, you know, and, it, and, it, and then that's where we like to come alongside other groups, especially starting up, seeing what we can do and go, Hey, you guys need some service or do you need some funding? Like, how do we help? Do you need some, like, what can we do? Let's just jump in and help solve this event or uh, help you guys here or there just doing something in my mind, you know, um, is like what I do and then kind of figure it out as you go along, you know, and and that's what we're about. The website's one nation coffee.com. Go buy some coffee from them. They've got your 6 a.m., Use That's the code PUT6. John's hooking you guys up, saving 10%. Go buy some coffee. And while you're there, dude, give a donation to the foundation as well so they can help these yeah. worthy causes. John, for you, a perfect cup of coffee, right? What's it yeah. taste like? What's the perfect cup of coffee for you like? Perfect cup of coffee. I would, I love our dark roast. And it's, and, uh, it's called Moa, Mother of All Blends. It's a blended coffee. Like, Mo, like Moab, M-O-A-B? Yep. Yeah. Mother of all blends, you know, and so we, we, a lot of people don't know the darker you go, you actually lose that caffeine. Mm-hmm. So we take our uh, uh, Colombian Arabica and we blend it with uh, Robusta Vietnamese bean that naturally has a higher concentration of caffeine. And what we found is kind of smooths it out and takes away the bitterness. So I usually like it just black, um, maybe with some uh, coconut uh, butter in it. Um, or in the weekends, whenever I, I can lay around. Well, usually there's sports for kids and stuff, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm making my, my wife some. She usually likes a little whipped cream. So every once in a while, I sport some whipped cream in it. But normally it's just something, it's just so smooth and mm-hmm. it's like just that hotness. I like it hot no matter what. Um, and uh, I don't know, it's that comfort, especially in the morning. You know, Dude, you I, just, I love a hot cup of coffee after a long run, yeah, after a burner workout. Yeah. Something about that hot cup of coffee. Just it's become part of my routine, right? I'm an up at four 30 out with the F three guys, whether we're doing a boot camp workout or if yeah. I got a long run and I'm always looking for a cup of coffee afterwards and yeah. a good one too. Um, Dude, we drink like, parking yeah. lot coffee if we have to, right? Yeah. Well, sense. that's the best. Whenever you, you have like your, your Yeti or whatever cup sitting in your truck. Oh yeah. And then, and then when you, you come in from working out or doing, like you said, a workout and you open up your truck door and you get in, you can smell the yep. coffee like in the truck. And it's not like, it's not scolding hot by then, but it's just warm. And it, you're just like, yes, that was, <laughs> yes. I earned that workout. And this is so good right now. So Check I this out, man. We, a little bit yes, on totally. way to work out. And then totally, but then you finish it off at the end of the workout. So we're, we're in such a rush for so many things, right? We expect everything so fast, go through the drive through get everything. I think it's okay if a good cup of coffee takes a little time too. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's yeah. worth settling into. It seems like you guys have found just incredible sort of strength of purpose. And, and one thing that has been so motivating for me and feel so blessed to host these conversations, but talk to guys like Lowell or you or yeah. Steve Gonzalez, who's now sort of motivating the second half of his life through this force blue foundation, literally saving the oceans. He's nice. a former seal is seeing the, the, the second half, this, the, the, you know, the second half of, of your journey, 20 years strong, man, in the Navy doing incredible yeah. things on the OD teams, but to see yeah. guys and gals getting unlocked in, in the second half of, of sort of phase two, right. Career number two, it's yeah. motivating. I, I'm even like listening to you. I'm like, man, we should start a foundation here where we can get our paid production clients to pay extra money to give into a foundation where we can then gift nonprofits 
or organizations services to be able yeah. to do that, right? There's a lot that can be done in that space. Yeah, there, there is. But like foundation space, as we've found, my wife, I, I, I've been saying all my partner's names. My wife will shoot me if no. I don't recognize her. She, we don't need that. Yeah, nope. So she's not only is she the mother of my three kids, she, she was a nurse um, before we met and she promised she would herself she would never marry a, a service member. And so mm-hmm. made a great kid promise. Um, but uh, she um, she took up the challenge and and you know when we were like setting up this foundation, you know we, we put her in charge of it and and you know she only has a nursing background, you know so same thing we're learning this figure it out right? figure out you know how to run a foundation and I, I was downtown with her at a at a, a business center that's set up for nonprofits. they can have a shared space and and it's an awesome thing that they're doing. but she's there networking, you know growing this business growing the fa- because the foundation is the business, you know, and you're looking and you're trying to develop it, you know, and we're, you know, and we have a good group of people that we're working with as well, you know, but she's taking it on board, you know, and, and um, learning, you know, how to establish a foundation and do it right. Cause we want to operate in the light. We want to do, you know, we don't, we don't want to, you know, it's, it's always unfortunate when you have some bad, bad players in the game because it takes away, from the people that, you know, are really trying to, you know, dedicate their lives to, to make certain, serve those that have served and, and whatnot. And, uh, and, you know, and obviously our space was, is with um, veteran and first responders and their families and just kind of things that are associated out there, but there's a lot of other great foundations out there mm-hmm. and it's cool working with alongside them because you really do make meet great people and everything out there. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, Michelle, Michelle, she's, she's a good woman. So that's good. I love it, man. But it's been just a, I've had a great time, man, getting to know you hear hear your story, right. What you could tell us about the military stuff, which is cool. And man, I'm just so thrilled for what the last 20 years have been that you're, you're, you can see right. That retirement uh, yeah. close and, and that you're fired up and passionate about what this next phase look like and, and starting a company that's purpose-driven, that's service-driven, community impact-driven, Man, just uh, it was a good, there's a reason why Lowell said, I got a guy for you. I got a guy. Yeah. It's awesome. No, no. Like I said, he's, he's a good dude. And, and I, I like, I appreciate you coming on the show and I don't know how long your shows usually last. I don't know if we're getting to the threshold, but I, I love, I love sharing my story and yeah. I'm a big encourager. So I guess, you know, anyone out there that's listening, that's military or, you know, or not even military or whatever, you know, and, and, um, you, you get, if you're thinking like, uh, I don't know, you know, um, I, I say, give it a whirl, you know, ignorance is bliss in a sense. So you get in there and start it and just, you know, don't give up, keep learning, keep networking and figure it out. I mean, look at the examples, our Ukrainian brothers, what are they doing? They're, they're rolling back. People say you can't stop something with a rifle or a missile or something. They're figuring it out. They're figuring it out. So, so, um, so that's awesome. Um, and you know so why too? Because John, they're motivated by love for their sovereign land, right? Yep. The other guy's yeah, coming yeah. in as a bully, right? And yeah. the bully might be bigger. He might have more stuff, but you got to remember the scrappiness and the yep. love and the heart. And I think, you know, yeah. you mentioned something before and you probably can't comment on it too much, 
But you talked about getting to serve as an EOD guy with, with all those different units. You saw yep. special operators from every branch. You got yep. to see SEALs and you got to see CCTs and Green Berets. Yeah. And you got to see them all, right? You got to see multiple countries interacting with each other in those moments. I, I think my gut would tell me, and I know my dad has talked about this a lot in service with NATO and, and as a fighter pilot, what you're seeing unfold in Ukraine is because that big bully isn't motivated by the way in which we are with our ideals in America, yeah. same way with the Ukrainians. And they also don't have the sophistication and just the incredible resources that are available. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they can't just come in and push this little country around. They're able to do some things, but it's not yeah. overwhelming, decisive victory. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, and like, like you said, I, I'm not going to still be in, you know, active duty and everything. Like I'm just saying at the, like, I, I love the tenacity, you know, and the hard work, yep. you know, because really it's, they're digging in their feet and they're not giving up, you know, because, and that thing, that's their country. And, you know, and so you can take it to the extreme like that with your business or your family, whatever it is, you have that passion behind that. You have that passion behind that and uh, you just go after it, you know? And so, because at the end of the day, this is, you know, I'm finishing up my career. This is what I want to build this career to sustain my family and who I am, you know? And so that's, I, I, for me, like I, I, there's no other choices for me. Yeah. So just like when I enlisted to go EOD, I was like, oh, there's no really other choice. That's what I want to do, you know? And so with this, the guy one, you know, we'll continue to grow, make a difference and, um, like I said, I, that's what I want to do is make that be that positive impact. I'll push back to darkness. One, one cup of cup of coffee at a time or a word of encouragement, whatever we can do. You know, I, I think that's, that's like, you have a platform, you have a voice, you know, and you use the resources that you have. You have a mic and a camera and we're doing online. And then hopefully from this conversation, it's, yep. it's not, it's for a purpose is to, you know, one show, obviously us, but the bigger purpose is to encourage other people out there, no matter what type of fire you're going through or what mm. situation you're in. One, there's hope. There's always a way through it. So dig down and keep moving forward. So and maybe, maybe burn the boats every now and then if you have to. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so that's, that's what you have to do sometimes. So I love it, man. Hey, let's do this again sometime. Yeah. Right, let's check in, man. Fans for life or what you guys are doing. Their website is one nation coffee.com. And John Grace graciously hooking you guys up with a 10% discount code P U T the number six P U T six, save 10% over at their website, buy some coffee, donate to the foundation and good things are happening. Brother. It's been great yeah. to get to know you, man. Talk to you. Yeah. Thanks brother. He's John Richards. He's from one nation coffee. I'm Brian Jodis. And this has been pick up the six podcast. <laughs>